हेलो एंड वेलकम टू टेल टेल्स कहानी कही अनकही आई एम दिशा एंड आई एम हियर टू रीड यू अ स्टोरी Today's episode is titled A Sleepover Story written and performed by your host Content warnings for horror themes and jump scares Barely a month into the first college term Gitika ended up inviting her new friends for a sleepover Having shifted to Delhi from her idyllic hometown miles away from the capital, she was new in a big city and eager to make friends. As a raging extrovert, she grabbed the first opportunity to make new friends, latching onto a couple of classmates she began talking to during the very first week of college. On a Saturday night in early November, three of her best friends, Ronak, Vanya, and Arpita, came over to block F5. Flat number 90 deep in the heart of Janakpuri. After greeting Gitika's parents and chatting with them for a while in the drawing room, they crept upstairs to her first floor bedroom when the clock struck 8. Wow! What a lovely room, yeah. Vanya exclaimed, looking around in wonder at the room's eclectic decor. Thanks. Gitika responded with a flush painting her cheeks. She was the kind of person who complimented others freely but was rather awkward about receiving compliments in return. Okay, listen. Let's just settle in and get the party started, okay? Um, should I get you guys some snacks? Everyone perked up at the mention of food and flung themselves at the comfortable bed to settle in for the night. The sleepover was a grand success. The four friends did everything from talking about the day-to-day affairs of college life to ranting about professors and their many antics. Vanya even shared interesting stories from her cricket practices and tournaments. When the clock struck 11, they all put on some music and danced with abandon, glasses of drinks tinkling between them. By midnight, they were flat on the bed once again, tired down to their bones. You know what? Gitika began with mischief glinting in her eyes. No sleepovers are ever complete without ghost stories. Vanya rolled her eyes and said, "Not ghost stories, yeah. Come on, we're not kids anymore." Oi oi. Stop being so dramatic. Ronak chided her with an amused grin turning up the corners of his lips. You sound like you're ready to put on a suit and go file your taxes. You don't need to be a kid to enjoy ghost stories. Laughter rang through the room at his words. Arpita spoke up. Absolutely. Stop being such a wet blanket, Vani. I know you'll be the first one to sleep with lights on for an entire month after this. Vanya would have looked properly affronted had it not been for the fact that she was obviously trying to suppress a grin. When Ronak started narrating his ghostly tale, she was the first one to lean forward on her knees in interest. <clears throat> okay, so the story is quite simple, okay? 
happened to my Tauji some 30 years ago. The guy is known for telling the same tale at every party after two rounds of whiskey. So, 30 years ago, Tauji was in the army, Jaipur posting. Back then, there were hardly any settlements around the Kant area. I mean, the area was so damn isolated, you could hardly hear a dog's bark for miles around. So, one night, Tauji is out for some work and he is returning home in his army jeep at about 2am in the morning. Self-drive. And the road's pretty empty. Like, there are hardly any street lights even in the area. Now, before I get to the point, I'd like to say that Tauji is a pretty fierce man. Unafraid of ghosts and ready to take on challenges. He never really had any strange experiences before this also. Now, this fierce man, he's sitting in his car all alone, driving down this empty road. And then suddenly, someone grabs his gear hand. Oh, no, 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 no. Arpita pressed her palms to her ears. The best part is that Tauji can't even see this person. Matlab, when he turns his head to the left to look at his passenger seat, he finds it empty. But the minute he turns his eyes back on the road, he sees a woman in red out of the corner of his eyes. Nah, I won't be able to sleep for weeks now. Gitika whined. Are the story's not finished. Ronak plowed down, shushing everyone. So, Tauji's guest on the passenger seat turns to him and whispers in his ears. Dharamveer, you are mine. You will always be mine. Wait, what? Vanya exclaimed. I wasn't expecting that at all. Ronak shrugged. I know it sounds weird, but it is 100% true. Tao still a bachelor, you know. There was a time when my grandpa was pretty desperate about finding him a bride. Tao got engaged a couple of times, but something weird would end up happening to the bride's family. Lo and behold, word spread like fire in the community. Everyone believed Tauji had bad planetary alignments or some crap like that. Mangal Shukra and all that, you know what I'm talking about. That's it. Single for life. Shit, yaar. Vanya exhaled deeply. I mean, I'm so divided on this topic, na. Like, it's so funny how you can't really prove that these things exist, but they're still so terrifying. I mean, I know I'm pretty terrified of them. It's really weird. And I've been told a great many true stories over the years myself. So you can imagine what kind of love-hate relationship I have with them all. <sighs> Which reminds me. And then Vanya began to recount a downright disturbing incident that happened to a friend of her friends years ago. Stories unfurled one by one, each scarier than the one before. The four friends chatted late into the night, trading sinister tales about mysterious apparitions and whispers in the dark. Soon, it was 2.30 in the morning. Are? Tired already? I haven't even served the sweet dish yet. Gitika exclaimed when nearly all her friends had dozed off mid-story. And the story that I'm going to share now is a true story. Like, true, true story. If you know what I mean. 
proper investigations have been conducted into this. In fact, I am the biggest witness of it. After all, it all started back in my hometown, Dehradun. Her friends perked up a little at that and sat straighter on the bed. So, this story is about a family of three that shifts into a new place once every few months in search of food. Or fresh meat, if I am being more accurate. They look like humans, talk like humans, live among humans, but of course, they are not humans. If you by mistake look at them in the mirror on a moonless night, you will be able to see their true form, whatever that might be. Hmm? Are they monsters? Arpita asked, curious. You can call them that, yes. Gitika shrugged. Demons, cryptids, God knows what else. We are not too sure. Whoever they might be though, they are definitely not humans. So these people are extremely charming. So damn friendly and kind. They make fast friends within minutes. Parents look for friends at the office or in the neighborhood and daughter at the new school or college, depending on her mood. You see, they're basically shapeshifters. They can change their appearance and age at will. On top of all of that, they're also masters of sweet talking. Chat with them just once and you will soon agree to dinner plans with them. Mind you, these people prepare this dinner like it is their last meal on earth. Now, who's going to call friends home? parents or the daughter, this is something they decide amongst themselves depending on their hunger and tastes. You see, people above 30, they taste a little different. Um, How do I explain this? Yeah, okay. So take mutton and chicken for example. Chicken is something nearly every non-veg person enjoys. Mutton, however, is a bit tricky. Whether it turns out to be delicious or not depends on the person who cooks it. Just like that, kids and younger people are chicken-like and adults like some, like some fancy recipe that needs getting used to. Once the invites are sent, preparations begin in full swing. These guys start working on the curry days before the feast. These people might not be humans, but they know how to satisfy their hunger in style. The day the guests are supposed to come over, They decorate the house like it's a wedding home. Parents' friends come for dinners and daughters for a sleepover. As if listening and responding to Githika's disturbing tale, the weather outside suddenly took a turn for the worse. Thick, dark clouds closed in like a dark blanket overhead, promising to bring with itself a severe thunderstorm. Githika's friends weren't faring well either. On her bed, they were huddled together like frightened preschoolers. Vanya had almost disappeared under the comforter, stuck to Ronak's side as if by a magnetic force. Ronak himself didn't look any better. Where he had been sitting with his limbs splayed wide apart just minutes ago, he was now curled upon himself like a silly little comma. Arpita's mood was also a reflection of the stormy skies outside, her eyes wide open, mouth quivering like the distant rumbling thunder. 
She was inching towards Vanya with every passing second, as if putting some distance between herself and the quivering windows. So the party begins, Gitika continued, her voice turning down a notch. There's food and there's dancing and gossip. The sacrificial lamb are fed well by the family. If the daughter's friends have come, they don't even need to be tended to by the parents. Those two simply sit in the drawing room and wait for the right time, leaving all the work to their daughter. The first crack of thunder echoed within the room like the roar of some great beast. Gitika's friends jumped almost a metre up into the air and stuck to each other like newborn pups in a litter box. Sleepovers pretty ordinary. All of the boring standard stuff. Gitika went on. After hours of talking and laughing, when the friends finally settle down for a chat, the topic finally shifts to, you guessed it, ghost stories. After all, has any sleepover in this whole wide world ever been complete without a ghost story? Naturally, everyone's attention is so deeply drawn into these stories that they don't even notice the sound of footsteps slowly coming up from the drawing room. These footsteps that fell in tandem with Githika's tail pricked up everyone's ears. They were alarmed, all three of her friends, their fingers shaking, sweat beading their foreheads despite the chill. Ronak tried in vain to reach for his phone, but the strange twinkle in Githika's dark eyes had seemingly held him captive. They slowly approached the bedroom. Githika was nearly whispering now. They climbed the stairs, one at a time, set foot on the first floor landing. Then they start making their way down the corridor towards the very last room. The footfalls weren't too far away from the room at this point. Outside the window, the storm had picked up speed as well as if eager to match the approaching footsteps. The demon family is now ready for dinner. Hurry, hurry, hurry! What happened? Why are they screaming? Gitika's mom looked a curious mixture of alarmed and amused at the doorstep. Vanya and Ronak's screams had been so loud, there was no way at least a couple of their neighbours hadn't been rudely woken up. Did I scare you all? Auntie asked sheepishly. And why are the lights out? The sound of a switch flicking on and warm light filled the room like a blessing. The blanket of fear appeared to fizzle out in the scorching heat of white light. Gitika nearly fell off the bed laughing. <laughs> Are ma, what timing you have. Vanya placed a hand on her racing heart and took a deep breath. She looked between auntie and Gitika several times to reassure herself. Up until seconds ago, she'd been convinced she was done for. 
She now looked at the mother-daughter pair with a grin lighting up her face, seconds away from laughing outright at her own foolishness. Wait a minute. Ronak's voice cut through this new light-hearted atmosphere like an arrow whizzing by. Did you two plan this out? I didn't know not at all. Gitika shook her head. She couldn't stop giggling. Pure coincidence. Halfway through telling you guys the story, I heard Mama's footsteps downstairs. The walls here are thin, na, so it wasn't so difficult. I knew she was coming to check on Aza because she doesn't sleep until late. I was so thrilled. Somehow I managed to control myself and matched my story to her footsteps. Voila, got you all in the end. Gitika's friends were still a little shaken, but had begun reflecting her grin somewhat. Gitika's mother watched this scene unfurl from her position at the doorway, a gentle smile creasing her lips. She shook her head in amusement before walking away quietly. Oh, ma'am. Vanya was wiping a stray tear from her eyes. I nearly pissed myself in shock. Yeah, me too. Ronak chimed in. My left arm was shaking. Thought I was having a stroke. Although, there's something I still don't understand. Ronak continued, suddenly grim. It seemed as if a fog had been lifted from his eyes as he remembered something crucial. Lights were supposed to be on in the room, right? The smile on Gitika's lips dimmed somewhat. Yeah, I guess. Did any of us switch the lights off at any point? Vanya asked uncertainly. She looked a little dazed. I don't think so. Gitika replied. And none of us even realized? Ronak asked, amazed. He was halfway out of his bed now, looking ready to bolt. What if the electricity went out? Vanya offered. Arre, but that wouldn't cause the switch to click off, na? Ronak shot back. Maybe because... Arpita suddenly piped up. She'd been quiet for a while, observing everyone around the room with deep interest. Maybe because... You bungled up the story a bit? No, Kitika? Three heads turned sharply to look at her. What do you mean? Vanya asked, puzzled. I mean... According to my knowledge of this story, none of this is a family's doing. It's a one-person operation. Arpita exclaimed calmly. And invitations and dinner parties are all pretty old-fashioned, don't you think? Predictable. Our demons are modern. They don't do so much work. Nope, not at all. They... Don't send invitations. They accept them. The storm outside was back in full force. Lightning tore the skies apart and great squalls rattled the windows on their frames like an angry bee striking at its cage. You were right, Kitika. This is not a person's doing. There are so many things in this world that exist, but 
you'll never be able to make much sense of them. Who knows? Maybe something strange like that is sitting right next to you tonight? Arpita raised her right hand, snapped her fingers, and the lights went out once again. Next evening, Janakpuri's N5 block was abuzz with activity. Amid wailing police sirens, curious neighbours and onlookers observed the thin wall separating flats 89 and 91 as if it were a celebrity. Are no, Sarji! An uncle in sweat-drenched track pants explained to a police officer. Flat number 90 was never constructed only. When this society was built, na, some pandit nearby told everyone that the plot between these two buildings was cursed. Used to be some... Baba Baba's place, from what I know. Some meters away from the site of interest, within a cramped police car, the parents of two missing youngsters and well-wishers of a missing family were all begging for help in a state of utter distress. Their wait was never meant to come to an end. <laughs> 